Good morning, viewers. Good morning, listeners. Welcome to the Bugle Bible broadcast brought to you by WBSA 93.5 FM out of Boaz, Alabama. My name is Jason McCullers. I'm one of the associate pastors here at Beulah. Just want to welcome you this morning. I hope you uh, hope you all are getting ready for a, a big Christmas holiday with your family. Uh, I hope you had a great time worshiping your with your church family yesterday. And I hope you have joined us today to just dig into God's Word and as we continue our, our series through Romans and just to see what God has for us today, what we can learn from the Scriptures and how we can apply it to our, live, uh, our lives. So this morning I want to welcome Brother Tony. He is our senior pastor here at Beulah. If you're, if you're a first-time listener or a first-time uh, uh, viewer, uh, that's who we are today. And so you'll see our names up on the screen if you're watching. But I uh, just want to welcome you this morning. Now I'm going to turn it over to Brother Tony, and, and we'll take it away. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, good morning, Jason. Uh, we had a great day yesterday, didn't we? Yes, we did. We did. We sure did. Uh, we do welcome you today. If you're a new listener, we're so glad you've chosen to join us, and we appreciate you. And we'd love for you to go to our website at www.beulahbaptistboaz.com. That's B-E-U-L-A-H. B-A-P-T-I-S-T-B-O-A-Z dot com. You go to our website, you'll see our uh, all that's going on at Beulah, and you can also click on our Facebook page link, and you can worship with us live there from Facebook. Uh, you can and join YouTube this program there, yeah. there and, and our YouTube channel. You can click on that, and uh, we have folks that worship with us live every week, but the best way to experience Beulah is always... Live and in person. That's right. We want you to come. We... Uh, uh, would love for you to come visit with us. Our nine o'clock service is the contemporary service in the Family Life Center, and then we actually have, starts at eight fifty-five. That's right. When I need to start saying that, we start at eight fifty-five. We kick off worship at eight fifty-five, and as we've said before, it actually starts at eight thirty. We want you to know you can come and fellowship, have a cup of coffee, uh, some juice, a drink, uh, uh, a breakfast bar. You know, some things that we serve there at our little. Uh, concessions yeah. area and all that's free yeah. you come and enjoy a time of fellowship get to know some of the folks and we have a lot of folks that come early and again doors open at eight thirty. that's so. right that's right the doors are open and you come and fellowship Eight fifty five. jason kicks off the worship and uh, we have a great contemporary worship service had a great day yesterday our attendance was down we had several families out yeah. thick and your family's threatening sick, yeah. aren't they? Well, but, my, uh, my girls got sick over the weekend, had but, the, just, a, I guess, the 24-hour stomach bug. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so far, me and Brittany have shown zero symptoms. Well, that's good. Not that's feeling good. anything. So. Be, yeah. If y'all see me keeping my distance from Jason, that's the reason. I don't want uh, – we had that food poisoning a couple of weeks ago, and I don't want any more anything like that, remotely like it. But anyway, let's get on a better subject. We did have a lot of folks sick, and we, yeah, we want did. to pray for them today. A lot of folks with this respiratory stuff that's going around, yeah. it's awful. But we still had a good crowd, and I praise God. I was I was thinking there won't be anybody here, but then we had <laughs> a good turnout anyway, and then we had a great time in Sunday school, and then we had a really good turnout in the traditional service um, and Carl and the choir done a splendid job. They on, did. They did really well. Uh, on, on the cantata yesterday, it was a wonderful day of celebrating our Savior's birth, and we got some special services coming up this week. Well, let me mention, too, last night we had a great night emphasizing missions, our Lottie Moon Christmas offering. We had uh, 
Rosalie Hunt here, who has authored so many books. She brought her books and she sold a lot of books last night. And praise the Lord for that. All that money goes to to missions. And then Patricia Seward was here. She's being deployed back on the mission field um, in Canada. And we're excited about that. Be praying for her. But we had a great uh, soup supper last night. Uh, this coming Wednesday night is going to be our our uh, annual Christmas caroling, and we'll load the bus at 5 o'clock at the Family Life Center, and this is church-wide, and we want everybody to go that uh, would like to go, and uh, we'll go to our shut-ins and our seniors in the community. We usually and, have a good crowd yeah, doing that. very good crowd, and uh, then we'll just... Uh, have a great time of fellowship too, and we'll we'll probably wind up at Jack's and and have uh, some supper together. So it it's always a great uh, evening out, and it, it you know it, it we we go to be a blessing, but but those seniors are such a blessing to me as we sing to them oh, every yeah. year, and I tell you. Uh, it's always good to do that. So that's that's five o'clock Wednesday night. No other services. No other Bible studies this no, week. Just no the meal. Caroling. No anything. No meal. Nothing. So uh, just the just the caroling. So five o'clock we'll leave. Bus will load at the Family Life Center. Then coming up this Sunday, which is uh, uh, Christmas Eve, we have our joint service. We 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 will not be having the contemporary service. We'll have a joint service at ten o'clock. In the uh, uh, tr- in the, in the sanctuary where the traditional service is, and it is going to be an outstanding celebration, and 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 it's not going to be long. I know you got uh, family gatherings planned. Uh, you come and you'll be blessed. The Lord has blessed us with three baptisms. I'm just thrilled. We're going to baptize three on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. That's awesome. Then we're going to be observing the Lord's Supper. We're going. To, Brother Carl's going to be leading us in some hymns that go along with that, and we're just going to walk through the gospel through observing the ordinances of the church, singing uh, hymns, and reading scripture. Uh, and we're going to celebrate our Savior's. Uh, miraculous virgin birth, his uh, sacrificial suffering and death on the cross, his glorious resurrection, and his triumphant return. And and it's just going to be a wonderful service. So we're looking forward to that. That's 10 a.m. Sunday morning, Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Eve night, 5 p.m., we'll have our annual candlelight service, one of our uh, I guess most attended services every year. So I encourage you to come for that. A very special time. Again, it, it's brief. We know you got folks. So come as you are. And then that Sunday morning, come as you are uh, from your family gatherings. And those will be two very special uh, worship services that I know you won't attend this coming Sunday. Well, we have been talking about the greatest gifts of Christmas. And we talked about the greatest gift of all is the gift of Jesus. Uh, the fact that uh, not only did he came to save us, it's not the deed that we're so grateful for, although we're grateful for what Christ did for us, but what he did for us has allowed us a personal relationship with Almighty God. So what a marvelous gift it is to be uh, in a personal relationship with, with God through Jesus Christ. And that's what we talked about yesterday, that Jesus is our good shepherd. What a a precious, powerful, beautiful, wonderful depiction of who Christ is 
um, that he is our good shepherd and the good shepherd mm-hmm. cares for his sheep, takes care of their needs. Um, and, and we talked about that yesterday. What I want us to get into today is in uh, Romans chapter 4. And again, we see another aspect of the gift of, of, of Christ. And I'll just, uh, uh, I guess, skip to the punchline because we need to understand this truth, the gift of his righteousness. Now, let's let that sink in a little bit. What we have been given is the righteousness of Christ through his personal indwelling of us as believers. Uh, Again, it's that personal relationship, but the scripture tells us that the righteousness of Christ in the old King James version is imputed. Uh, What does that mean? It means that Jesus' righteousness is placed in our account. Okay, how does that work? Well, let's just dive into scripture and see what the scripture has to say about that. Um, and and it's a uh, one of the most wonderful uh, and powerful passages in the Bible. Romans chapter four. What then shall we say was gained by Abraham our forefather according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now, now let me just ask you, Jason, because we're, we're going, we may not get past verse three today. Yeah. I mean, that verse three is incredible. When you read that, what what thoughts come to your mind? What what does that scripture mean to you? Well. Again, it's always going to go back to what we've studied, Romans chapter 1 through 3, mm-hmm. is Paul is trying to get them to understand that, A, righteousness is not of our own works. Righteousness came by the work of Christ mm-hmm. and Christ alone. And when you read verse 4, he's getting, you know, back. he's talking back to the Jews again, and he's saying, listen, Abraham just because Abraham was chosen by God and, and because you were children of Abraham, Abraham did not, Abraham was not justified by his works, but he was justified because of his faith in God. And he was known as it was a righteous a, it, man. Right. It was a heart issue. Right. It always goes back to why you were doing your what. Yeah. If your why is wrong, then your what make, makes no difference. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference in God's sight. But your why is if you have completely fa- placed your faith in Jesus Christ and the work that he did on the cross, right. knowing that, well, I don't want to get too far ahead. But, but you, yeah, but you're right. That's exactly but, but right. That, that's what that means to me is mm-hmm. is, is I just see a, a huge picture of of Paul painting the, and Paul knows what he's talking about here because oh, again, yeah. he, he was a Pharisee. Righteous man. He was a righteous right, man. You couldn't lay a charge law, against him. No. Who knew the law, who knew his history. And he's talking to these Jews and they know their history. And for him to say, Hey, it was by faith that Abraham was justified, not by his works. He was throwing some, he was throwing them a curveball. 
mm-hmm. it was so hard for them to understand. You know, um, when I read this, I think of Martin Luther. And, you know, Martin Luther was changed by reading, really, two of the epistles of Paul. One of them yeah, was Romans, Romans and one of them was Galatians. And we're going to quote from both of them. It was it was in his personal, private study and prayer that he realized the truth of what we're talking about today, mm-hmm. which he began to, and in fact, the Reformation movement was born out of his uh, 95 thesis that he nailed to the, the church door at Wittenberg. And, and here uh, is the, the crux of the whole thing because the church had begun teaching for you to maintain your salvation, for you to be saved. There was a certain works that had to be accomplished. And he read this and he said, we're missing it. We're missing it. We need to fix this. And he, it caused a great problem. He was actually excommunicated from the church and, mm-hmm. and, uh, it caused the reformation movement, which birthed, uh, the Protestant, Protestant movement, mm-hmm. which protested the, the, uh, doctrines of the church that yeah. were in error. I mean, and, and we need to understand Ro- that. the Roman Catholic church right. doctrines. That's what the Protestants, that's what they were protesting. Well, exactly. What we're talking about today. And, and here's the thing. And, and, Every every word, every passage, every verse of Scripture in the Bible is important. It's God's Word, okay? Mm-hmm. Every one is important. But think about this for a minute. When the Bible, when God's Word repeats itself over and over and over about one particular thing, I, boy, you need to pay attention to that. If I you, mean, that is just to go along with what you're saying. If if you're out there and you're listening to us, you're watching on, on YouTube or Facebook, pull up, just go to Google and pull up Bible cross references. Yeah. And you'll find an image that has a bunch of lines just going, looks like a big rainbow kind of, I mean, just not, you know, just got a bunch of different lines, mm-hmm. of different colors, trying to show you what's connected to what. And it is amazing at the references of how many times the Bible actually repeats itself. And those repetitions and references itself. Are, are, are a critical part of, 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 of our faith and, and, and oh, who absolutely. we are in Christ. So you know, on this subject, and again, going back to what is our subject, our subject is, is as Christians, when we put our faith in Jesus, when we believe that God sent his only son to die on the cross in our place for our sin, that he paid our sin debt, that he bore the wrath of God. Uh, he died on that cross. He rose from the dead the third day. Uh, and, and when we put our faith in him, then the righteousness of Christ is imputed to us. It's counted to us. It's given to us. What a gift that when God sees me, he don't see Tony's sin anymore. Mm-mm. Think about it now. That That's shouting ground right there. He sees his son's righteousness. Yeah. He looks at me and he sees Jesus's righteousness. I think it's because in, I'm under the blood. That's incredible. I think it's in Corinthians. I think where Paul says, uh, Paul says that we are because of what Christ did for us, that we are, that God I'm going to paraphrase this, obviously, because I don't know exactly where it's at. I've got it in my notes somewhere, but it's up there in my office. 
it, it says that we are sons and daughters of God. Right. It's at that point when we place our faith in him that when he looks down, after we place our faith in him because it's a work of the Holy Spirit and he allows us that grace to, to, to be his child and, 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 to, and to place our faith in him, he then sees us no longer as what we would say a sinner saved by grace. He doesn't see a sinner saved by grace. He, he because of what Christ did, because of we, because we placed our faith in what Christ did, he sees us as sons and daughters. Yeah. He looks down and sees sons and daughters, which means the sons and daughters will inher- it will inherently become the heirs. Right. We are heirs with Christ. of God, joint heirs with Jesus. Right. We are heirs, that's Romans 8, heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus. Well, let me just back up to the re- repetition here that I'm talking about. When he says, what does the scripture say? Well, he's referring back to Genesis chapter 15, verse 6. Genesis chapter 15, verse 6 says, and he believed the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. In other words, Abraham had faith in what God was telling him that he was going to father uh, a nation and that his uh, nation would be a blessing to all nations and from him would come uh, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. That was ultimately the, the prophecy. And it wasn't Abraham's righteousness that caused God to choose him. It was uh, because he believed. It was because of his faith. Okay, now we go back to uh, to Romans there, and I highlighted some of these verses today. Verse 3, we've already read. Let me read it again. For what does the Scripture say? Again, referring back to to uh, Genesis 15, but now the, the Scriptures uh, being Old Testament and New, look at all the Scripture has to say in verse Three, again, for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Now skip on down to verse nine. Is this blessing then only for the circumcised? In other words, this only for the Jews or also for the uncircumcised? For we say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. And it's not just for the circumcised. It's for the Jew and the Gentile. And and then we skip on over to verse 13. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith, the righteousness of faith. It was faith that brought the righteousness of God to Abraham. And then it goes on to say in verse 22, that is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. Again, repeating almost verbatim the same words. Let me finish the chapter here. But the words... It was counted to him, or imputed is what's in the old King James, placed in our account, were not written for his sake alone. Now, this this is the good news, but for ours. And now, let that sink in. Here's where the gift impacts us, a gift that Abraham, the patriarch of the faith, received. It's not just for him, but for ours also. Scripture says, verse 24, it will be counted to us who believe in him who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord. So when we put our faith in Christ, that he died on the cross for our sins, that God raised him from the dead, then the righteousness of Christ 
is counted to us, is imputed to us, is placed in our account. Um, who was delivered up to finish the chapter verse, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. We are justified then by faith, not by works. And that's what we find over here. Well, let me read this. Let me just read that verse in Galatians I was referring to. Listen to this. And again, this is what grabbed a hold of the heart of Martin Luther out to grab our hearts today. It's still um, sometimes controversial and sometimes uh, misunderstood. Uh, but look at verse 6 of Galatians chapter 3. Just as Abraham believed God and it was, guess what, counted to him as righteousness. So we find the same verbiage, the same word, and this is God's word repeating itself. And then we get on over into, uh, well, James. Let's look at James. James chapter 2, verse 23 and the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now, I didn't finish that verse, did I? Do you know how that verse finishes? One of my favorite verses in all the Bible. Let me read it again. And I, this time I'll, I'll put that ending on it. And, and it's mind-blowing. <laughs> it's mind-blowing. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. Now let that sink in just a little bit. He was called a friend of God. What did we just read over here? And if you go back to where we were just reading in Romans, let me remind you what it says right here. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness, but the words it was counted to him were not written for his sake alone, but for ours. Now, what does that mean? That means that not only is Abraham a friend of God, I'm a friend of God. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite songs. You need to do that pretty yeah. soon. I'm a friend of oh, yeah. God. I'm a friend of God. I'm a friend of God. He calls me friend. Boy, I love that song. And that is so true to be a friend of God. What a gift that is. We have an intimate fellowship. The, the, the Greek word there for fellowship is koinonia. And it, when we think of fellowship, if if someone were to ask me, especially growing up, to, what's the definition of fellowship? I said it's food. It's food. I mean, when we have a fellowship at church, we oh, yeah. we we're eating, you mm -hmm. know, and and certainly that's a that's a part of it because the fellowship of uh, of eating together is wonderful, you know. And this is an interesting truth when uh, and it's sad. Uh, and I'm so thankful I, I saw a picture last uh, uh, last week, and, and I'll talk about that. I'm getting ahead of myself. A lot of things are going through my mind right now, but fellowship has to do with food, and it's sad that sometimes when a mate passes away, uh, when a spouse passes away, the person that's left, the widow or the widower, has trouble eating, and they they typically won't eat properly. And uh, that causes sickness on their part. 
And it's because they don't have that fellowship at the meal table. No. They don't have that interaction while they're eating is something that we need to do in fellowship with others, whether it's our family uh, or, or friends or like the soup supper we had last night. I, I was so, so glad to get a picture from, uh, from Brenda Wilson. She, she sent a picture, three shady characters I found. Actually, she didn't say that. She said three fine looking men is what she said. But oh. uh, yeah, we're eating together at the uh, at the cafeteria at the hospital, and uh, uh, I I had said there was uh, uh, three shady characters that I saw, <laughs> but it was it was my dad and and uh, Brenda's husband Ed Wilson and uh, David Webb. And I thought, oh, but you know that's so good. That and, and actually, all of them had lost their right, their yeah. wives. Ed, mm-hmm. Ed remarried Brenda, of course, but uh, boy, how he loved Linda. And all of them know the pain of losing their spouse, and they were mm-hmm. all there and enjoying a meal together. And how wonderful that is as Christians that we can fellowship and have friendships like that. Now, you think about that friendship. What what does uh, what does friendship mean? Well, I mean, I'm talking about real friend. I'm not talking about acquaintances, but I'm talking about real friendship. Real friendship to me, and I mean, and here's the thing: is I, I've got a lot of friends. I've got a lot of friends, and I've got a lot of good friends. Yep. You saw but, one last night too. You know, you you knew the lady that was yeah. with the Rosalie, yep. and yep. then y'all immediately and, were able to connect there. Right. And, and it was years since you'd saw her. I think. Yeah. Something. Yeah. It was somebody and, uh, you went to school with his mother. Yes. Yeah, right. Right. And uh, anyway, we had a but 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 there are two I can say there are two guys in my life that are truly good friends. And what I mean, what I mean by good friends is they they stick closer than brothers to me. It's not awesome. I mean, it's it's like a relationship that you can completely be yourself. You can completely just I mean, count on them to hold you accountable and count on them to just be there with you and right. say nothing. If, if something, you know, heaven forbid something happened, but I know those are two I could call on. Sure. And so, I mean, it's just one of those, it's just one of those friendships where it's, it's crazy how you think about it, but it, the scripture is true that, that is closer than a brother. Right. Right. Yeah. And when I, when I see my relationship with God or think about my relationship with Christ, I think of it as 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 like I'll just go ahead and say it. It's, it's one thing that that God showed me so much about Himself, new to me, was when I got married, mm-hmm. and that marriage relationship, right? Oh, you yeah. know of how of how close that is. But again, He showed me something new when we had Darcy, mm-hmm. and that and that closeness of father son or father, father daughter. daughter. Yeah, it's that it's that father son. It's that father son closeness. Mm-hmm. It's like he's he's my best friend, mm-hmm. but he's also my father, right? You know, and, and how two can be one like that is can only be experienced when you place your faith in Christ, of knowing that it's all by His grace. He's done everything for you, mm-hmm. and the fact that you place your faith in Him. He just allows you to to draw close to him, mm-hmm. and in that closeness, you realize you. It's not the fact that you 
realize that, oh, I've got to obey. I've got to, man, I've got to do to. this. I got to. It's, you want Yes, to. you want to. You want to. It's, want something, to. it's something inside of you that says, yeah. I don't want life anymore. I don't want my, my desires, my fleshly desires anymore. Like, I know I still have you to struggle to, with them, and they want, still rear their head time him, to time. Man. But I want to do everything that I do. I want to please him. Yeah. Not to gain favor, but out of a heart of gratitude. Right. At least. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I'll share this. Uh, I, I, I consider my wife, Shan, to be my best friend. And I think that's a wonderful thing. And I've got some other real close friends, like you're talking about, that are extremely... Uh, uh, blessed to have in my, right. life. you know, I consider you a close friend and, and somebody that we can just share and, and, and have an understanding, you know, about, uh, life and ministry and struggles. And, um, but, but, you know, when you have a friend like that, and especially when it's someone you're really close to, like, like my wife, or like your spouse or whatever, mm-hmm. you, you, uh, you love them. They're part of you. And for instance, I was out and about a, a week or so ago and started buying Jen's yeah. Christmas gift, you know. And today was the first time I actually bought a stocking and and put several gifts in there and packed it up good and then set it on the mantle at the house. She didn't know it. Yeah. It took her a week just to see it up there. And she saw it this morning for the first time. And she says, what is that? And I said, what is what? You know, mm-hmm. and I said, "Oh, that! Oh, well, I don't. That's been there quite a while." She said, "No, it has." She said, "I said, yes, it has." Now, what if I'd said, "You know, that's uh, my Christmas gift to you because it's my duty or obligation to get you a Christmas gift." It's it's what a husband ought to do, so that's what I done. You know, yeah. is it? How would that go? I mean, I, and. Not well, and certainly that's no. not the way I felt. When, right. when I was out and about one day, and I just happened to be without her, I thought, hey, you know, now would be a good time for me to do a little shopping and pick up. And I, and I got pretty, That's very seldom that you're not I, with her. The most of the time we're always together. I know. Because it's true. It's very true. So it's not an easy task. But so I, I, I picked and I was so excited to pick up these few things, you know, little things. Yeah. And, and 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 put them together. She'll like this, you know. She'll mm-hmm. like that, and and that friendship, that bond. It's the same with the Lord in our lives. And and a lot of people say, okay, the righteousness of Christ has been given to you, so you don't have to worry about living right. Oh, God forbid no. you think that way, because I, my friendship with Christ again, your desires change. Man, your desires I want to live for Him. I want to please Him. He has given me such wonderful gifts. Now, I'm going to turn this around as we close. God has given us the the most wonderful gift of his son, his son as our Savior, our Lord, but also our good shepherd and our friend. Mm-hmm. And 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 we we have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ, and God has given us all of that. Yeah. Okay? What are we giving him? You know, what what are we giving him? And and what are you giving Jesus for his birthday this year? I mean, have you thought about it? Has it entered your mind that that you that you want to do something for him? What would that be? What would that look like? You can't. 
it's kind of like you think, well, what do you get God? It's all his anyway. More than anything else, listen to me, listen closely. More than anything else, God wants you. He wants personal time with you. Mm -hmm. What God, I believe, enjoys more than anything, and I'm not just putting the plug in for church services coming up, but he wants you to worship him. He wants you to come to him and love, and he wants to hear from you how much you love him. And, and, and you know, that, that act of worship is a, you know, it's just like that saying, he inhabits the praise of his people. Right. He loves that. He mm-hmm. loves worship, and he wants us to come and worship him. And and so one of the best gifts we can give him is to uh, worship. Some folks said, you know, what are we going to just call off services since uh, uh, Christmas Eve's on uh, Sunday? I said, no way. No way. That's the day we need to give our Lord, you know, the uh-huh. gift of worship, the gift of our heart, yeah. the gift of uh, uh, of ourself, the gift of our time. And I'm going to tell you something else. Uh, the saying of, of John Piper is is so true. And and I love this saying, and, and you need to let this sink in. God is most glorified mm-hmm. when we are most satisfied in him. When he satisfies with yeah. every day. And this is going to sound odd and crazy, but it's absolutely true. God loves nothing better than for you to come to him with a need and say, Lord, I need mm-hmm. this. I need you. I mean, I need your help to cry out. And, and I mean, you think about that. When uh, when when Darcy or Bree comes up to you, Darcy more because she's a little older. Daddy, help me with this. Daddy, can you help me do this? Sure. How do you feel about that? I mean, don't that just make you want to burst inside and you want to? Oh just yeah. Let 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 your daddy help you with that. that Absolutely, help you. You know with that. And that's the same. I mean, same way with with Brittany. I mean, same yeah. way with you know. I mean, it's just it's incredible. It's incredible, and I'll say it again incredible how much if you give your life to God and you give everything that he's blessed you with, even things that he hasn't blessed you with, if you just give everything over to him. Yeah. It's all his anyway. When he, you come to that yeah. truth, it's liberating. But man, it's like with, he, he's blessed me so much with marriage mm-hmm. to Brittany has been the, the best thing that he could have ever shown yeah. me about him. And then having the two girls has just been so eye-opening into more of who he is, mm-hmm. and just that's that's drawn me so closer to him. Just those relationships. Yeah, when God's given us so much, I mean, what can we give Him? We need to give Him ourselves. We need to give Him our worship. We need to Absolutely. give Him our our time, our yes. talents. Uh, give it all back to Him. It's all His anyway. But but He wants to hear it from us. You know. Yep. He wants to hear our prayers. Yep. Talk to Him. It's a busy season, but take time to talk to the Lord. Yes. We're out of time. God bless you. God bless you, and Merry Christmas.